Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Dell Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. My friends, 30 years ago, I started Lifestyles Unlimited under the concept that I wanted to help other people improve their lives. And what I taught them was how I purchased real estate to do that, how I purchased cash flowing real estate to do that. And also later then, as we grew, uh, we started doing partnerships and we started uh, growing as the size of deals we could afford to buy by working together as groups. We call these partnerships and later we found out that they really weren't partnerships, they were really syndications. A syndication is a place where one person goes out and decides to start a company and raises capital from other people that are not going to be actively involved in this pursuit. And they raise this capital to grow a business that they will inevitably become rich off of if they do it correctly. And the passive investors, the people putting the money into the deal, will make a return. Now, ever since then, for 30 years, I've had to try to balance my own personal understanding of the greed that leads to being a syndicator and a lead investor compared to the laziness that it takes to be a passive investor. Now, Dell, those are very big extremes. Those words, both of them are just, ooh, don't touch those words. Okay, then let's bring it back down. You've got lead investors that have something in them that says, I want to grow, I want to be bigger, I want to make more money. And in passive, you have, hey, I want to make more money, but I really don't want to quit my job or, or spend all my time doing it. I don't want to be a, you know go from one full-time job to another. Now, you balance those out and balance those out and balance those out, and it comes down to the point where somewhere in the middle, you have competing interests, even though you're in the same deal. Many, many years we've gone along where I was out there protecting the passives from the leads. We call them leads here because they have to be lead certified to do these syndications in our group. And then as I started stepping away, I gave that position to Lynn, my executive vice president, and she was again protecting these people and educating these people and helping these people. At this point, I've been spending so much time on the radio talking about the syndicators and how they're getting more and more and more aggressive and going out there and taking advantage of passives and the rates of return that the passives are getting are becoming less and less left. I felt it was time that we put some reverse engineering into this thing and start looking at more education and more mentoring for the passes because basically the passes didn't need a lot of mentoring they need to understand how the deals work they needed to understand some basics about what they should look for and safety in a deal and so forth but they weren't really at the position where they did the actual operations of the property and so they didn't need as deep of knowledge however a lot of that's changing because right now the marketplace is changing. So I thought it was necessary that we create a new position at Lifestyles Unlimited, and I created a position called Passive Mentor. Now, you have to understand that before I bring the new Passive Mentor on for you to meet, is that in my company, no one works for me. There is no job for a person. This is not an employment situation. People work 
with me. They are not at employment. They are at a commitment to help other people improve their lives. I have three rules in that commitment. Number one, 100% integrity. Whatever we do, we're going to be above board and honest about it. Number two, 100% customer satisfaction. In every way, shape, form we possibly can, we want the customer to walk away as satisfied, as fulfilled, and getting what they thought they would get. Otherwise, we just won't do business with them because it's just they're not the right fit. And number three, 100% sustainability, which is really a strange thing. Sustainability means that whatever it is that we are committed to do, we won't do so much of it that it burns us out and we lose a piece of what we're all about. Sustainability as far as a company goes, sustainability as far as all the, the contributors of that company, all of the pieces that work together is all needs to be sustainable, not hit and miss, burn, you know, flash in the pan, hit it hard, kill it, die, run away. That doesn't work for me. It's got to be sustainable. So having said all that, now you know that I have a new position. I have a person that we have selected for the position, and I believe this person fits this position probably as close as anybody I could have found to fit it. And the position is passive mentor and the new passive mentor. And the first and new only one so far is Madeline Prejean. Madeline, welcome to the show. Hi, Dale. So glad that you could make it. I'm so glad that you decided to contribute to what we do here at Lifestyles Unlimited. I think we should go ahead and tell everybody about your successes. Why don't you tell them your story? Okay. My husband and I joined Lifestyles in 2015, and we promptly started investing passively. We bought our first deal about six months into it as an IRO or an independent owner. So we did not have any investors. It was just owned by us. It was 123 unit here in Houston. And we sold it two and a half years later after we bought it. We sold it for a gain of about 151% return on our investment after we got our initial investment out. After that, we just continued throughout the process to invest in passive deals. And at the present time, Brent, we have been in about 95 passive deals nationwide. And so I have a lot of uh, experience investing with leads around the country, and I love it. And I love being a passive. And I'm going to love this position as a passive mentor because it's, it's things that I love to do. I have to inject a funny story. I went in the hospital in October, a year and a half ago or so. And I was in and out of the hospital four times. And I hadn't seen you and Frank uh, for about two, three months, something like that. And then we got together for something when I finally got out of the hospital and we were sitting and having a drink or something. And I said, so how are you doing? And you said, I have like 56 deals. I about fell out of my chair. <laughs> I, I go, what? Uh, I just, it blew my mind. How did you get into so many deals so quickly? By networking. So we went around the country and we met uh, these syndicators or leads as we call them. And we went to each market. Um, because I believe in diversification of your money. So we went and we actually met these leads. We went to case studies, road trips, and lifestyles. And we met them and we engaged with them. And we became, um, we stayed in contact with each one of them because I think that's a key point to getting into a deal. So we remained in contact with them and uh, we evaluated each deal as it came across our desk. And so we were lucky enough to get into about 95 deals. No fear? No fear. None. 
None. <laughs> I have to tell you, just it, 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 interacting with the leads around the country and getting to know them and the quality of their investments and what uh, we at Lifestyle preach that they should look for in, in individual deals. I had no fear in investing with them. That's interesting. So, you know, people have, they hear me speak about things, and I, I'm one of these type of people that I accentuate whatever it is I'm talking about. So I'm sitting here talking about these bad leads, right? And that's not talking about the 95% good leads. I'm mm -hmm. only talking about the 5% that's, that are greedy and doing something wrong. So in your experience, just, I know there's, actually we don't track this, so there's no real number, but what do you feel like is a breakdown of good leads, moderate leads, and then people who have some problems? Well, I think when we look at it, you know, that there's some ways to look at, you can either look at the jockey or the horse. So the leads are considered the jockey and the deal is considered the horse. And so I think when you take both of those things into account, because I think it's important to look at both of those things. And so, you know, you could have a fantastic lead and he buys in a poor market and um, under poor uh, criteria, and maybe he wouldn't be as successful. And then on the opposite of that, you have leads that um, buy in a fantastic market and with a lot of um, tailwind and they just, knock it out the park. So I think you really have to look at both. And um, I look at both uh, first-time leads who have never done a deal before, as well as experienced leads. And I evaluate each on the, the criteria that I have for the market. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of conversations been had by myself and other people here on the radio about first-time leads. We'll take a short break. We'll come back with Madeline Prigine and the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Madeline Prigine, who has just come on board and uh, as one of our uh, mentors, he's a passive mentor, and it's a new position that I've given her the freedom to design uh, the way she thinks it should be based on the fact that she's in 96 different deals, which uh, she has a pretty good idea of what's going on. She also kind of sold herself a little short on her IRO deal. She didn't make just 154%. She made $3.3 million in one deal. So uh, welcome back, Madeline. And uh, I know you're excited. I'm sure you are because you're that kind of person. You bring excitement mm -hmm. to everything you do. What have you started thinking about? I know it's only been a short period of time, but have you started planning your attack on this thing? How are you going to grow this part of our group? Well, I think first and foremost, I'll be an advocate for... Uh, the past uh, to bounce ideas off of, to uh, create some education content around that. And just where kind of I'm going to go out there and I'm going to speak to passives and kind of find out what it is that they're looking for. Because I may have one idea of what they're looking for, but it may be a whole different web of information that they are. So I'm going to go to all the road trips, all the case studies around the country, and I'm going to work with what we call our ambassadors who are in smaller markets that may not have um, as many members. I'm going to work with them to just create uh, content for the passive, education for the passive, and I also just want to be a sounding board for them and an advocate. 
Well, you uh, have lived up to something my father told me a long time ago. He said, Dell, if you want somebody's job, just do it for them. I've been sending people to you for the last two or three years. Hey, I got a question. And they go, you know what? I don't have, I'm not a passive. Let me send you to somebody, what we call the super passives. In fact, have you thought anything about bringing the super passives in with you uh, to help you? Absolutely. Yes, we have great super passives in our company, in our, our culture. And I'm going to reach out to all of those people and kind of find out also what they are looking for. It's a team sport. You have to have a team with you. When you were coming up as a passive, was there something that you can think back on that you thought, wow, that's, there's a little void here. Maybe, you know, I can fill that now. You know, I, I think when we first started, it was really hard when you ramp up as a passive to uh, read all the financials to uh, process all of our security documents, the PPM, the operating agreements, and what to look for. But I think we've kind of covered that now because I know Len and um, Lifestyles Attorney Leon have done a present four-part presentation on those documents, which gives passes a really good idea what to look for. I think that was at the beginning that was not available to us, but, but it has become available. And I think that's the most important thing for passives to know how to read the financial documents as well as the syndication documents. Okay. So those, those areas have been covered. Um, what do you think that you want to go to now? I like your idea of going around the country um, because I think especially with COVID, since COVID's hit, uh, that touch, you know, you got that because you're a super networker and you're very good at it. Um, but people need to learn that touch, right? Correct. They have to engage with people. They have to go out. They have to meet the leads. And as important, they have to meet the passives because passives talk amongst each other. And I think that's very, very important to, uh, to what we are. So you can meet a lead. You can interact with them. But you also need to interact with passives and feel comfortable calling them. Regularly, I have passives call me and, and talk to me. And sometimes we have an hour conversation about things. And I couldn't enjoy it more. That's, that's when I'm really happy is when we're sharing ideas and talking and communicating with each other. When you go out and do this and you, you talk with people, what do you think is the most important thing they're listening for? You know, you, you, you're really good at networking. What do you think people are listening for? And then I'll give you my opinion, see if they're, we're even close to each other. Okay. I think passives want to know that it can be done. We talk about retirement in three to five years. Maybe, maybe we have a different number now. But we used to talk about it in three to five years. And they want to know, can it be done? And I'm a perfect example of that. Because after we joined in 15, I retired after 35 years in the pharmaceutical industry, I retired in three years after joining Lifestyles. So they really wanna know, can it be done? And then some of the questions they have are, uh, what, how, how many deals or how much money do I need invested for me to retire? And only they know that. Only they know that number, but, but they want someone to help them walk through the process of figuring out what that number is. Interesting point. Yeah, mine, mine would have been fairly close to your first point. I would say they just want to know it's real. You know, mm -hmm. they, they want to know that the people are real. I think that's, you know, they come in here and it's every, everything in life is a sales pitch. We know that. So you hear the, you hear the radio shows and you hear the, the case studies and you go, boy, those are pretty convincing. There's no doubt. But to get somebody alone on the side, you know, in the corner and say, hey, is this real? 
and have them say yes, mm-hmm. I think is, is a big deal as far as that goes. When we look at this, Madeline, mm-hmm. is it possible for people to network that don't have the time like you to go out and fly around the country and meet everybody? Well, I think we have virtual meetups now, which make it very easy to engage with people. And I think that's one of the the positives that have come from COVID and that when we were in lockdown, we've developed systems and and virtual meetups uh, around the country and it's done after work. So it's accessible to anyone who wants to do it. And we have several of them around the country. And I think that's a very important aspect for people who may not be able to fly around the country or even um, have the social skills to to reach out to people and want to talk, that they can warm up on these virtual meetups. And before long, they're engaged and talking about things and meeting other people and reaching out to other passives on their own. So I think that's a very important aspect of what we have. And are you intending to increase those? Absolutely, because we work with our ambassadors to see if they'll schedule meetups in their area virtually and in person. And that's our goal is to increase our network of ambassadors around the country and to have them engage with different passives on on their terms. So what is important in their area? Is it a physical meetup? Is that what their people in that area like or is it a virtual meetup? So we have the expo coming up and um, each year one, just one little piece of the expo is a giant networking room where we put all put a bunch of leads. I think we limited to 250 different syndicators, and they get their own little networking area, and the people just fill the room and start networking. It's almost it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I mean, I sit back and laugh every time. It's, about, it's, it's time for me to have my first drink of the day, usually, because I just go, I just cannot believe this is happening like this. But that is something that has been very effective for us. Did you use that? Did you utilize that when you first came in? Oh, when we did our first expo, it was like a mad dash to meet every one of those leads in the room. And, you know, some, you don't have 20 minutes to talk to them. So you spend your 20, if you find leads you want to really spend 20 minutes talking to, talk to, you should do that before the networking event. You should meet them in the hallway at expo. You should sit next to them when, when talks are being given. All right, Matt, we got to go to break. I'm sorry to cut you off. we got to go to break. Like you said, you can't talk to him for 30 minutes. We're going to be right back with Madeline Prejean and the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is the newly acquired um, passive mentor for Lifestyles Unlimited, Madeline Prejean. Out of Houston, Texas, Madeline has done 96 different deals as passive, uh, which qualifies her quite overly qualifies. She's also an IRO investor and uh, did very, very well at that. Madeline, as we come back here, I know that there's a, a lot of things you have planned. You want to just give us anything else that you're thinking about right now, and we'll work with that. Well, I just think it's most important to get the passives involved in, in the way they want to be involved. So reaching out to them, letting them know that there are different platforms that we're going to provide for them to stay involved and to get the education that they need and the instructions and the guidance and the advo- and I'm going to advocate for them and just kind of keep our pulse on what's going on with the passives. And I'm open and uh, free to talk to any passives that would like to speak with me. 
and um, it's going to be a fun journey. <laughs> I just thought you just scared me. I thought you were going to give out your phone number over the over the airwaves. <laughs> there was a guy that nope. did that. There was a rapper who gave his phone number out and he shut down the whole telephone system in his city. Just everybody <laughs> calling him. Uh, so I just had a flash go in front of my eyes. So um, I'm going to leave it here, and I'm going to have you back again to talk about this as you develop it, because I know that it will, a lot more will develop after you have time to think about it and touch it, and mm -hmm. people get to you with their ideas. For the rest of this segment, I'm going to change over real quick here to your belief in raising your kids in how to get them interested in something like this, or should you even do that? Your kids, four kids, all of them have done some real estate investing now since you've been here. What are your thoughts on raising kids, and, and I know that's a super general thought, but in raising kids and in helping them see this kind of a thought process? Well, I think they just watched us get involved with lifestyles and the success that we've had. And one of my children made a good comment the other day. He said, uh, someone asked him, uh, is this for real? And he said, just look at this. Look around at all these leads and these passes that have retired. They took very good careers where they were making quite a bit of money and now they're enjoying the benefits of real estate instead of going to their nine to five job every day. And so I think it's just important. And that's kind of one of the number one questions I get too, is how did you get your kids involved? Well, I think it was just by attrition. They watched us learning and doing things. And then they said, I can do that. So I have, you know, both my daughters are in single family and multifamily and there are, you know, 39 and 41. And both my sons, who are 22 and 21, are both, one just graduated college in real estate finance and one is in construction science at A&M. And so they're knee-deep in real estate, and that's their future. And gotcha. so I think what you do is you just provide them with access to the information. You bring them to the two days, and you bring them on road trips, and you, it just happens naturally. When did they first want to invest? My daughters invested soon after we joined. They started buying single-family and multifamily. And then our sons had uh, IRAs that they had cashed out uh, from when they were little. I created some IRAs, and they started investing passively small amounts of money when they were in high school. Well, that's an interesting thought right there, because I guess is it— is there an age limit to invest? Actually, let me, let me rephrase that. I think they were, I think they were 18 when they started. I was going to ask. I don't, right. know, I don't even know yeah. the, the answer to that, to be honest with you. I don't know if somebody under 18 can invest or not, huh? Neither do I, but I, I think it was when they first year in college. Yeah, well, we, we better look that one up because I don't know mm -hmm. if, it, if it's possible. I, I don't mm -hmm. see any reason why they couldn't. You know, we know you can't sign a contract if you're not 18 years of age. But if the parents sign the contract for them, it's like having a savings account. When my daughter mm -hmm. wanted a checking account, I had to go sign for it. Mm -hmm. But it was her checking account, so I don't know. I guess it's probably okay. You've done a great job with them, and I know one of, one of your sons is now getting ready to start becoming a lead and so forth. So uh, that's going to be exciting to watch and see that happen, and I'm sure you're going to be super excited about that also. Uh, we can't go into it because uh, we can't solicit anything about what he would do or whatever, but the bottom line is in the future he will be doing something, and we look forward to that. So it's going to be come full circle at some point, right? You're going to be, mm -hmm. you're going to be mentoring the people going into his deal. That's pretty funny, huh? I don't know if you should, yes. if you should, I don't know if you should invest That's with my son. That's a conflict of interest. I don't think I would do that. I would pass it on to one of our other mentors. 
Yeah. Uh, it's just funny, though. It's, uh, it's how life, you know, mm-hmm. it's how life works, right? What makes you want to get back, Madeline? I mean, you got, you got the world by the strings right now. I mean, you, you do whatever you want to do. You have all the money in the world that you need. You've got, you know, just a wonderful family, a wonderful life. What makes you want to give back to other people? Because I think it's what Frank and I enjoy doing. We turned around one day and we said, we're doing this because we like to do it. We like to go to all the road trips. We like to interact with pastors. We like to give advice. We like for people to call me and tell me what their interests are. And so I just think lifestyles have done so much for both me and my family. And it's, it's important to give back. It's important to make a difference. And um, look at the trajectory of all four of my children involved in real estate. That would not have happened had it not been for lifestyle. And I want to give back, and I love it, and it's something that I enjoy. Let's talk about the social aspects of Lifestyles Unlimited. You know, you are a social being. There's no doubt about that. You and Frank both, you know, you never walk into a place that you wouldn't have friends in five seconds in there. A lot of other people don't feel that way. What do you think people should do to overcome some of that shyness? And like, if you're going to be talking to the ambassadors, you guys are going to be talking about how do you get people out and meet each other? What do you think Mm -hmm. people should think about that? I think it's that we're one big family at Lifestyle. So they just come on a case study night and you stand there. And even if you are not the one doing the talking, you just walk up into the group and the group will welcome you. And then you watch the conversation. And so I just think it's important to be there. So if you can go to a road trip or you can go to a case study, and even if you're not the most outgoing person, you're just surrounded by information. Everyone is talking all the time about the deal, about what's going on, about the education, about leads. And so, and then if you're not in an area where they have road trips, they have virtual meetups. And so you can go on to the virtual meetup. Maybe you don't live in California, but California has a virtual meetup. So you get on their meetups and you just stay involved and you will gain nuggets of information throughout just putting yourself out there. That's what I would tell someone. Just put yourself out there either in person or virtually. Were you surprised when you first came here? Like I said, you're a, you're a natural networker, but were you surprised how open people were about money? Absolutely. I mean, they're talking about how to run their business. There are no places where people who, who in essence, have competing businesses because the apartment, one apartment complex is right down the block from another, will open their books, talk to you about who their vendors are, talk to you about the numbers, talk to you about how to increase efficiencies in your apartment complex. And, and in the turn, people are open about passives. Passives are open. So they're, they're going to talk about their deals. They're going to talk about what's going on not specifics about a deal, but in general, what to look for in a new deal that's coming through. So when they talk about all this, do you find, I'm trying to put words in your mouth right now, which I'm sorry, you shouldn't do that as a talk show host, but I was just going to put these words in your mouth. What I've heard people tell me, Madeline, is that once they've been a member for a while, most of their closest friendships become other lifestyles members because they're so closely linked as to what they're all about. Have you found that to be true of people? That is so true. When I look around at my network of friends right now, all of them are my lifestyle friends. It just happens that way because you like talking about the same thing. So you like going out and communicating. It's just 
I laughed when after we first joined because my some of my friends who are not in lifestyle said, Madeline, we never see you anymore. You're always out with that cult of friends that you have. <laughs> and I said, it's really not a cult, I promise you. It's just a, it's an interest, and it's exciting to talk about the same thing. So you find when you turn around that you will have a group of friends that you made through lifestyle, that's for sure. Well, Mad, I want to appreciate you again one more time for coming on the radio and one more big time for becoming a part of our group here at Lifestyles Nation. I know these people love you, and they're going to grow to love you even more. Thank you for coming on with us. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be part of the team. Well, for the rest of you out there, remember, this is really important, is that we don't do this just to have a little bit of money. We do this for a complete and total quality of lifestyle in every aspect of it. And Madeline and her family, they project that everywhere they go, everything they do. And that's why when this job, we came up with, we needed this job, her name just flew right to the top of the list of people that could go out there and show people how to live the quality of lifestyle. Madeline, thank you. And the rest of you will be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Coming up here in March, we have our National Expo. It's one of the largest real estate investment meetups in the country, probably in the world, uh, around 5,000 people at any one time. But it's more than just someone getting up and speaking. This is all kinds of interactive activities, classes, networking, the whole bit. I mean, it's, it's immense. It goes on for four days, so you can need to look it up. Look up Lifestyles Unlimited Expo and see all the different stuff. We have live bus tours where we're going to go around to different apartment complexes. I think we have like eight different apartment complexes to go see lots of stuff. But one of the people is going to be getting up there to speak, and we do have a tremendous number of very successful people getting up to speak this year, talking about the quality of life after success financially, is Vibhav Shaw from Phoenix, Arizona. Vibhav, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thank you, Del. Thanks for having me. Hey, I thought you lived in California. Did you move on me? <laughs> yes, I did. I did, uh, <laughs> did last year. Oh, man, that's great. I'm, every time somebody moves out of California, I get a little tickle. I don't know why. Hey, let's talk about the success here, guys. Vibov has been a lead in 800-plus units. As of March, he'll have closed 800 more and have over 1,600 units he's a lead in. He's a KP, which means he signed for uh, financial backing to 1,700 units and total of 2,524 units. It's quite a success record, Vibov. Thank you, Val. Let's talk about how you get started. Tell people about your story. Yes, I started, I joined Lifestyle in 2016, and uh, that uh, I joined because uh, I was trying to find uh, something to do more with uh, rentals. I was in single family. Uh, I was doing single family rentals, looking for economies of scale and passive income. Um, I was trying to find that recipe and a map where I uh, found the Lifestyle. I just, I think, heard you on radio and uh, went to the website, I think signed up uh, two days and then joined uh, all in the all in, uh, next two days. So I think uh, that's where I found out. Uh, I, I took your two days online and I got hooked up uh, with multifamily and started uh, investing passively. 
You know, Bye Bob, they say that leaders go places no one's ever gone before and send back maps. And that's what I always claimed that I did when I started Lifestyles. But you've actually done that. Um, you did what I can remember to be one of the first, if not the first, multifamily deal in California. We've always said it can't be done in California. It's too expensive. You did it, though, huh? Yes, yes. I did uh, first uh, California in Sacramento. I did it in Sacramento, my first indication, and I received all that uh, concerns. Uh, I saw it, and uh, I think it was the right concern, but it was in a different part, a different way, different time. Uh, but uh, we came out successful, um, and we closed the syndication in 13 months because of all the uh, rent cap discussions started happening. Well, not only that, then, you uh, decided to go someplace else. <laughs> you drove business from California to Phoenix and basically started, you know, being one of our first buyers in Phoenix, if not the first one. You were one of the first guys out there buying stuff in Phoenix. Uh, how did that happen? How did you come by Phoenix as your next spot? Yeah, so from California, I was in Sacramento market um, uh, buying a multifamily, my first multifamily. It was a small market, and again in California. So I was trying to find something where it is a landlord-friendly, uh, plus a bigger market where we can scale up. So I was looking at you know uh, Utah and uh, Colorado, Denver, Colorado, uh, Phoenix, uh, Las Vegas, Boise, Idaho, a lot of places where I where where it is a one and a half hours to two hours flight time from California. That's how my map was. I was drawing with a landlord friendly and all the trends. So I was in IT and I'm a data guy. So um, I, I had data take me uh, what the next destination should be for me. So that's what I think with all these things, it brought me to Phoenix. Well, you didn't stop there. You then moved to Tucson. You know, you say you're a data guy. Let me throw this data at people. His first deal, 28 units. His second deal, 64 units, double what he did before. And his next one, 368 units. Five off. Woo! That's some growth, buddy. Was it scary to do the 368? <laughs> it was a portfolio. So one was 260 units, and the other one was 208 units. And both were off market. So I only signed up for 160, but the 208 came in at the middle of it, and it was like, can't miss that. So uh, that's why we combined. And I think it was scary time, but I think with MU, with the mentors uh, that uh, I worked with, and the support from everyone within Lifestyle, I think uh, it was encouraging to just go and get it. Well, my friends, the rest of the story just gets better. He did another 200, another 68, and now, 800 more units he's got looking at right now. All this you're going to get to hear about. You're going to get to meet him. You don't want to miss meeting Vibov at the Expo. He's going to be there. He's going to be live. And we're going to share his quality of lifestyle because he has a life you would love to live. It's just we're going to get it out there on stage and we're going to interview him and spend a lot more time with Vibov. I appreciate you coming on today, buddy. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you for bringing so much success to Lifestyles Unlimited so far, and I can't wait to see you again. Get up close in contact with you at the Expo. So the rest of you out there, remember this. You want to see him, you want to meet him. 
Come to the Expo. Look it up right now. Lifestyles Unlimited Expo. Look it up. Get your tickets and get out there because he's going to be there. And so are a bunch of other amazing people that have massive amounts of success. For the rest of you out there, remember this. We don't do this for some money. We do this for a lifestyle, a super quality lifestyle. Now, from the files of Del Wamsley. You buy a rent house and we go buy a 10, 15,000 below market to start with. It used to be 25 or 50,000 below market. But let's just say 10 or 15,000 below market. So we make an instant $10,000 on, let's say, $25,000 down. So we've already made a 30 or 40% gain on our investment the day we bought it. We own the house. If we want to, we could sell the house for profit right now because we can. Not in the 401k, you can't. Because you have to pay penalties and interest and taxes and, and all kinds of stuff. But I could sell the house right now. I could do 1031 and take the capital gain and pay no taxes on the capital gain. Or I could hold it and rent it. Now, for 30 years, while you're paying $500 a month into your 401k, my rent house is paying me $500 a month to own it. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.